You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode number 19. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. In this episode, I have a special guest. His name is Todd Johnson. He'll be sharing his take on youth sports and the importance of proper training to prevent injuries. So, without any delay, let's get to it. Hey guys, this is Eric Sue. I am with a special guest today. His name is Todd Johnson of Physical Fusion in Lombard. And、um, I met him a few weeks ago. Great guy. Or actually, I haven't met him yet, but soon. But I've talked to him on the phone. Great guy. And、uh, he's got a great facility in Lombard. He'll share with you guys what it's all about. But、uh, before I begin, I just wanted Todd to share a little bit more about who he is, what he does, and what he's passionate about.、Uh, so, Todd, take it away. Okay. Thanks, sir, for having me today. I really appreciate the、uh, opportunity to get a chance to talk this.、Uh, I love this. Obviously,、uh, fitness is my passion. I make my living as a、uh, lieutenant with a local Western Suburban Fire Department. And、uh, I've been doing that for 23 years now. And the physical challenge of the job has、uh, really fueled my passion for, for fitness. I、uh, was a former competitive bodybuilder.、Uh, I spent a little bit of time doing the martial arts also. I've been very, very physical my whole life. I wasn't a great athlete as a, as a kid.、Uh, I fell in love with weightlifting when I turned about 15, 16 years old. And、uh, ever since then, I've never turned back. I've been training since then.、Um, <clears throat> I get an opportunity really to get into our facility currently after coaching football for a number of years. I've got two sons,、uh, very, very active in sports. My oldest boy is,、uh, I w- was a rugby player and was fortunate enough to play、uh, on two All American teams in rugby in high school. And my youngest guy is a lacrosse player and avid、uh, water sports guy,、uh, surfing and wakeboarding and all kinds of craziness. And、uh, been very, very passionate about training with kids.、Um, both of my kids played youth football for a number of years and I coached through them. Um, I started training、uh, myself, obviously, when I was competing as a bodybuilder. I stopped competing about 11 years ago when I turned 40. I、uh, placed really well in the contest and、uh, was really in full swing competitive mode in my 40s. And、uh, I was kind of a late bloomer. And、uh, unfortunately, I tore my tricep off my arm、uh, getting ready for a show.、Uh, that really, really changed my perspective a ton on training. I started really looking at what I was doing and how I was going to train for the rest of my life. Uh, also, at the time, I was working for Champ Car Racing. I was on their safety team and I、uh, was traveling all over the world with them. So, I had two really, really physical jobs that you know, demanded a pretty high fitness level and, and that I was ready to go most of the time. And、uh, I had to really start looking at what I was doing as far as the way I was training and how it correlated with what the demands of my occupations were. And it really changed the idea behind my training, started thinking much more about. You know, how am I going to train for the next 20 years?、Uh, what about when I, stop, when I stop competing? What do I want to do for myself? And how do I want my kids to train? Because my kids have both shown an interest in starting to work out. And、um, I started training on my own, spent a bunch of my own money, and went to some great seminars, learned some really, really great people Robert Dos Remedios,、uh, Martin Rooney,、uh, you know, the tons of other guys.、Uh, Joe DeFranco is a huge、uh, influence on me. And, Started really looking and evaluating what I was doing. I started a little basic garage gym, and、uh, my sons and I were training out there with some of my firefighters, would come by the house and train. And then from there, it grew and、uh, moved into a chiropractic office, from the chiropractic office to 
to a baseball training academy from the baseball training academy. I have a couple partners that took an interest in what I was doing and believed in what I was doing and uh, and uh, threw some finances behind me and we opened up our 9,500 square foot facility. So um, still kind of a cool garage gym. Just uh, it's probably the, a lot. It's obviously a lot bigger. We have a 9,500 square foot facility. 45 by 95 foot field and uh, loaded with uh, real training equipment. Every piece that's in here is a very um, specific piece that I picked out for, for training. And no matter what you want to do, if you're, no matter what sport you want to train for, uh, you can do it here in our facility. Our, our philosophy is kind of, we're kind of like, I want to say like the Taekwondo of fitness. We have a philosophy of taking and pulling things from all different aspects of, of fitness, from uh, kettlebell training, from from weightlifting, from Olympic lifting, from um, bodybuilding, from generalized fitness, no matter what it is, we give it a try here and put it through the litmus test, see if it works for our facility. And if it does, we use it. And we're not bound by anybody's particular um, principles other than, you know, sound uh, exercise physiological physiology principles and and doing set training that makes sense. When you train, and you've trained a long period of time, I've been training since I was 16 years old, uh, you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I've always kind of stayed in the middle of the road and tried to do things that work effectively without getting hurt. My my biggest goal for myself and for all my athletes is maximum amount of benefit, minimum amount of risk, and finding an effective exercise to, to produce the results that I want. I'm always looking for what produces the greatest training effect with the least amount of risk and a maximum amount of benefit. And that's, uh, if I had one guiding principle, it would really truly be that. Awesome, awesome. That is a mouthful, but um, I, I think people yeah, will really understand who you. What's that? <laughs> I said, I'm, yeah, I'm a little shy. I'm a little unaccustomed to speaking, so <laughs> you have to give me a few oh, minutes well. to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. Um, I I can sense, and, and uh, from what we've shared with uh, what you shared with me last time, you know, your passion for kids, and, and um, you also love giving back, and uh, you know, you have this philosophy of training for longevity and performance will follow uh, philosophy. Can you go into that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. When, like for myself, I, I started really thinking about, uh, you know, it's great to be able to perform uh, what I'm doing, but really in the long term, my long-term goal is to, is to live an effective and functional life. And what was I going to do and how was I going to train for that? And like taking life as my event, that everyday life is my event. How do I make myself uh, better at what I want to do, no matter what I want to pick? If I want to pick up a new activity, I want to be able to train for that and do that. The same aspect goes along with our kids. Um, I, I train a ton of athletes in here for a ton of variety of different sports. I've been very, very fortunate. I've got kids that are playing college football, uh, hockey players. Uh, I've trained a, a Golden Gloves fighter, um, champion, as a matter of fact. And what I've found with those with those athletes is that no matter what the demands of their sport are, I've always had a high priority on making sure that they don't get injured doing what they're doing while their performance is going on. Uh, the weight room is always a place, and, and the training aspect is always a place to enhance whatever you're doing. If you're if you're training for a sport, um, best thing I could do is make my athletes available to their coach and available to their sport, and they, they can't do that if they're hurt. And I'm not saying that I baby anyway uh, by any means. None of my, none of my programming is easy or, or to do. But it's also very, very effective, and, and I try to, like I said, minimize the risk of what I'm doing. And I always think long-term, not just this current event, but the next event. And how is this going to affect them down the road 10 years from now? Where are they going to be at? Are they going to be a healthy, functioning 30-year-old? Are they going to be able to, uh, to pick up a new sport and be able to, to do the things that they want to do and live an effective life? That's one of the advantages of being 51 years old is that you kind of get a, a, a perspective down the road for them 
And obviously, when I was in my 20s, I would have never, ever listened to this. Obviously, I, I've done everything mm-hmm. wrong at least four or five times. But it's my job to be that guy for them, be that advocate for them, and, and help them uh, get to what they want to do, achieve the goals they want to do safely and effectively, and uh, not minimize their performance, maximize their performance, but also give them the opportunity to, to live a healthy lifestyle after they're done with their chosen sport or activity. Absolutely, absolutely. I I did visit uh, the facility and saw the indoor turf um, and all the other pieces of equipment you have. Some of them are very special and unique. Uh, but um, the one thing I, I'm curious to know is like, what what do you do specifically with these kids that come in? Like, uh, I, I believe they come in for soccer or, or football. Is that right? Or yeah. what kind of sports we, or athletes do we, you see? We've got you know kids that come in to play that play football, boxing, lacrosse, soccer, baseball. Uh, we've got kids that are involved in the martial arts. Uh, we've got a really endless variety of, of kids that do a, a rugby is also a sport that we do a lot with here. Um, the biggest thing that I would try to do when we start with our athletes is do like uh, again the like generalized preparation phase. I've always had a big belief that an athlete needs to be strong for his own body weight and be able to move well. So everything we do is again getting them strong for their own body weight, being able to get them to move well, have effective movement patterns and get them to move more effectively and increase their strength at the same time. It's, I often t- think times that people start training kids way too soon, put them in the resistance training programs way too, uh, um, way more time, uh, excuse me, quicker than they need to be. And what yeah. we try to do here is spend a lot of time on the body with exercises. And I always, I always have a saying that you never outgrow the push-up. From my very beginning, mm-hmm. at, from my very beginning athletes to my most advanced athletes, there's some type of a push-up modification that I can do for them that's very, very challenging. And that's always been in, in, in the frame of what, framework of what I like to do is I make to make them strong for their own body weight and then add resistance to that. So, it's, again, it's not any strength or dysfunction. Uh, you had strength or dysfunction, you kind of end up with a Frankenstein. We want kids to be able to move well. I mean, they're, they're, as an athlete, you've got to be able to move well because if, if you can't move well, no matter how strong you are, I never want to make just to create a workout, a, you know, weight room warrior that that doesn't see the field at all. That's the, the you know the, the last thing that I want into my athletes to be. I think if I would describe my athletes that they're very very balanced in their strength levels, that they're strong for their own body weight, and they're very resistant to injury um, because they're in, in balance and strength. Yeah. How how young do you um, accept kids, uh, and then? You know what? How do you train them? Yeah, we start as young as eight years old, and a lot of it is just ground-based movement training. Um, we do a lot of crawls, a lot of quadrupedal movement patterns, uh, a lot of just learning to accelerate and decelerate. We teach uh, like acceleration from teaching deceleration first, learning how to stop, stop and start fast. A ton of high school uh, knee injuries are created by non-contact injuries, acceleration and decelerating. Uh, so what that tells me is that learning how to the mechanics of learning how to accelerate and decelerate are really really crucial to injury prevention. Uh, I was very very successful when I was a high school strength coach with working with kids and getting them into a basic you know warm up that incorporated a ton of different movement patterns, and got their mobility up, and we really had a we had a seasons where we didn't have any major knee or ankle injuries. And to me, if your primary goal as a strength and conditioning coach isn't making your, your athletes more injury-proof, I think you're really in the wrong business. The strength, and don't get me wrong, my kids can put up some pretty pretty sick numbers, and that, that all comes, but it comes in their own time frame, and it comes in, in, in a framework of knowing that when I tell a coach, you know, this kid can run this number, or this kid can uh, you know, do X amount of weight, that he's capable of doing it. We don't make any fluff numbers or, or boast up any claims. Everything we do here 
uh, we do things that are, they're timed and reproducible. So really yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, that's always good to hear. Uh, like today, for example, you had a, uh, a class or a group that you uh, trained. Was that the kids' group? Right. There was one of the, we have a youth football group that came in this morning for speed and conditioning work. They're doing that as part of their football program. So they come in as a team. And uh, when I'm really fortunate. I've got a great staff. Uh, I've got my trainers here, Nick Cazone and, and Ben Shantos, are super guys. They're great with kids. Um, they share the same philosophy. What's really been nice is that since I've opened up this facility, is I found a, a bunch of like-minded people that are really, and you guys much younger than myself, that are, are really open-minded about this, and they're actually like trying to learn and trying to get better and exploring all the different aspects of fitness and training. Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, teams would be great or would be wonderful to have. Uh, consider going to this facility because of the open space that I saw, the turf, and, and plus the trainers, right? Right. Can you speak about how 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 the trainers uh, work? Well, we do we do inside and we do offside training. We do large group training here. We're also training for a team Illinois hockey. This is the first time we've actually had hockey teams. I've trained individual hockey players before. I've got a couple that are playing in college right now at a pretty high level. Um, but this is the first time we've ever done uh, teams, and it's been great. It's really a great challenge, you know, and, and the parents are really seeing the value of doing off-ice training for hockey players. I know a lot of parents think, wow, we just, we, we'll get a skate more, and that's going to make us better. But actually showing them how an effective strength and conditioning program can really produce great results um, on the ice at the same time. So we, we take in groups. We take in large groups, and we'll do speed and conditioning work for them, you know, specific towards their sport. But honestly, I think a lot of times there's too much emphasis on uh, sports-specific training. I think that especially when the athletes are young, pigeonholing them into saying, I'm a soccer player, I'm a lacrosse player, I'm a hockey player. Mm. Um, I really want my athletes prepared for all the sports that they're going to do. And again, every athlete needs to be fast, every athlete needs to be explosive, every athlete needs to be injury-proof. And that's our goal for all of our athletes. So no matter who comes in here and how we train, we train them with those principles in mind. Nice, nice, nice. Um, walk me through real quick of a training session uh, with you. If I was a parent of a 12-year-old son who, who wants to be a um, better soccer player, for example, uh, walk me through what you would um, do with him well, or the, her. Yeah, the first thing we would do is we, we come in, and our warm-up is a really full-body warm-up, and it's based off of movement, okay? We work off different planes of motion. We start from the ground, and basically you work from the ground all the way up. We work a lot of the, the scapular tractor muscles, start there. Uh, we'll flip over, do our, our glute activation exercises, and work from the ground up. Uh, I know there's a ton of talk about core, 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 core. It's kind of become buzzword in the, in, in the, uh, the industry now, in the performance and, and fitness industry. And really getting the body to work. We work uh, anterior chains of motion and posterior chains of motion. So our warm-up kind of focuses on, you know, working from large groups uh, of muscles and getting them to work together as they would on an athletic field, bringing them up, getting a little bit more dynamic after that, getting them up and ready to roll. We'll go into some quadrupedal movement patterns, some crawling uh, exercises, and then from there, we'll, what we try to do is we try to pick a particular skill which eat with each section. It could be acceleration, deceleration. It could be jumping on that particular day. It could be linear speed. Um, and we'll try to focus on one or two skills on that session, okay? And really, uh, I've had people say before, why don't I just grab a bunch of cones, coach, and just throw a bunch of cones down and, and be able to, to train my athletes? Because, again, it comes into the expertise of knowing 
where how are they how are they doing these cone drills? Are they are they accelerating, decelerating in proper position? Is their body position, are their mechanics correct? What are you looking at? So sometimes uh, it would be like rewrite writing over and over a misspelled word. Well, doing a movement pattern that's wrong over and over and over and grains that movement pattern to these kids, and it can actually make things worse. Um, just getting them out there and say we're doing speed, we're doing speed work today, and running them through a bunch of haphazard drills is actually. I, I mean, my belief is actually more detrimental than them having them do anything at all. Um, it would be like if I coached a football team and I was coaching an offensive lineman and they were using terrible hand technique and foot technique, I would never let that go on. I would stop and I would correct them and stage them along until they were able to do that, that their footwork and, their, and work correctly. It's the same thing with speed work. It's got to be staged and it's got, you've got to know what you're looking at and that's where the level of expertise comes in on it. And there's there's a ton of stuff out in the industry that I call like the YouTube phenomenon. Like somebody will see a drill on YouTube and mm-hmm. oh man, I'm going to take this drill and I'm going to apply it to my team this weekend. And they do it, not knowing is it, isn't it appropriate for the age level of kids that they're working. Is it appropriate for the skill level? Does it apply to? Isn't an effective drill? It may look cool, but is it effective? You know, and, and some of the gimmicks and stuff that's out there, I just I, I just really don't use. You use your body on the field. That's your primary tool. Making that work really well is our goal. So. Nice. Nice, nice. I think that's really, really important to be able to um, impart that knowledge and wisdom so that you are keeping the kids safe, and but at the same time, as highly as effective as possible for their performance. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, as far as um, the groups of people that you see, any sport really you could see, is that correct? Yeah, we see any we see any real sport, and you know it's amazing too. Like one of the uh, one of the things when I first started coaching football, when my my oldest guy was got into it, and I went out there and warmed up the kids, and I had them do a couple just you know primary movements, squatting, um, you know crawling movements, things like that, and I was just amazed at like how difficult that it, that it was for them. And, and then I really realized like we make the assumption that you know every kid can run and every kid can jump. We have a specific night dedicated to jumping because jumping is really a really super intense activity. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest and most underrated activities. I've had guys that came in to me that wanted to squat more weight. And I said, well, let's, w- w- that'll come a long time. And all I did was really add good jumping mechanics and to add jumps into their program. And suddenly, you know, their squats jump. I, I've had one kid go uh, up another 40 pounds by adding nothing into his routine by just adding jumps into his routine. Um, and also the mechanics of learning how to jump and how to land properly. Uh, if you know how, I'm sure everybody knows an athlete that's been hurt, you know, you know, coming down from a rebound or jumping or, or doing, you know, various activities. Um, that basic skill sets on things like that, are, it's, it's just really honestly amazing to me, like, that the basics were going away. And I, yeah. I, I, if you could say one thing about my program, it's, it's basic movement skills like really refining and looking at basic movement skills and making them perfect and not moving on until those basic movement skills are perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit sure. and, and um, talk about the name <laughs> physical fusion. You know, where did that come from? That's pretty funny. My partner, partner and I were, uh, we're talking about it one day and it really, I really wanted to say that, um, he asked me, well, what, do you, what would you call your training? What, would you, what do you have an idea about this? And I, I don't know. I said, it's, it's really a blend of everything. It's, it's really, I find whatever I, I, is effective and I use it. I think there's some kettlebells exercises that are awesome. I think there's an awesome exercise with ropes and plates and basic barbell training. I don't think you can be for, for strength training. And like I talked about before, body weight training. So the idea was really taking all the physical disciplines that you could find and fusing them into one effective system. 
And I guess it's a systemless system. I guess what you could say is that we we have protocols that we follow, but if I find things that are effective, I find exercises that are effective, I don't care what world they come from. I stole stuff, the best stuff I have from yoga, from from kettlebell training, from powerlifting, from every aspect you can imagine for physical therapy. We find things that when we find things that work and are effective and, and, and it's the right tool for the right job. I always say you don't put a you don't put a tack in a wall with a sledgehammer. So it's finding the right the right tool um, appropriate towards what the training the training effect is that you're looking for. Nice, so that's nice, really where nice. the name came from. Um, it's blending. It's, it's it's fusing together all the physical elements of so many different uh, things that we've gathered up over the years. And it, and I I like to think of myself too that. I'm still learning every single day. Every single day, like one of my trainers or one of the people that, that some of the, the members that we have will come in with something and we'll look at it and we we put it through the litmus test. We find out how it works in the real world, not in the YouTube world, but in the real world, and see if it has if it's safe and effective for us. Great, great, great. Um, before I forget, and sure. um, I wanted to make sure that people knew uh, where you are located and all that good stuff. But uh, you're a firefighter. Where where do you do your work? I'm an Oak Park firefighter. I'm a lieutenant there. So. Awesome, awesome. So if you guys are out in that area, you know, stop by and say hi maybe or something. You absolutely can. Yeah, <laughs> but, you, can, uh, you can always stop and visit me for sure. Awesome. Um, and then so... This facility is a multi-purpose facility. It is good for adults as well, right? Let's not forget them. So, uh, how do they use this facility? Well, we have a we have a various membership options. We do do adult training. Actually, I started uh, with a small class called Barbellas. It was actually my wife when I was training the kids in my garage. My wife said, well, "How come you don't have a training program for me and my girlfriends?" I said, "Well, if you get your girlfriends to show up, I will start a training program with you." So, it started out with four girls in my garage and a in a, a giant tire that we used to do a bunch, various amounts of, uh, of body weight uh, isometric exercises off of. And then from there, it grew and grew and grew. So now we have about 25 women that are engaged in the class on an on and out, on an in and out basis. You know, we usually have classes of about 10 to 15. We also offer boxing. I've got a great boxing instructor here. He's a former pro fighter. I've got a uh, martial arts instructor that uh, taught small army, special forces guys, uh, secret service agents, air marshals. Very, very lucky. And our strength training programs, uh, we, we really, the base of our facility is really, we are really a strength training facility. Um, we offer uh, HIT classes, which are basically high-intensity training classes. We also offer more specific uh, strength training programs, too, for adults. We have a wide variety of things that we offer. And we also offer small group training. So if you got together with a group of your friends and decided that you wanted to do some training, um, we could put you guys together in a small group and design a program that would be specific to the needs your needs and we also nice. besides a large nice. group and we do personal training also too of course yeah awesome awesome um i met kyle uh there the other day and great guy uh, i'll hopefully meet the other trainers there as well uh as far as um we're going to be wrapping up soon we got a few more minutes sure but um can you share with us your three fitness tips and for health and wellness, what you would advise anyone who is looking to live a healthier lifestyle, what was your top three fitness tips? Um, one of the top three fitness tips is that you really can't out-train a bad diet, uh, no matter the amount of training that you do. And again, looking towards longevity, I really think that eating uh, for longevity is really, really a key and really taking care of yourself. Um, the longevity tips apply to performance if you think that uh, that healthy, you know, healthy eating leads to a healthy body. Healthy bodies perform well. So we use Precision Nutrition Guide here. I love that. It's a very, very simple program. 
it's not uh, anything that you, you carry your measuring stick around with you. It's not a super rigid program, and it fits into people's lifestyles. I don't think that you can make uh, a commitment to a lifestyle change uh, with just strictly saying, I'm going to be on a diet until this point, or I'm going to be on a diet until that point. I think until you're really willing to say, I know what I, I say this all the time with my personals that I have, is that until you're really willing to commit to saying that this is my life, this is the way that I eat now, this is the way that I train now, you're really going to be a revolving cycle of results. So one is to get on, get on a good, sound nutrition program and eat for longevity. Think about when you eat, how does this make me healthy? That doesn't mean that you've eaten your last French fry or last hamburger or had your last piece of pizza. It's really about trying to be as uh, trying to eat as healthy as you can as often as you can and and, and be consistent and not. I, I would say like you know, people say, oh, I fell off my diet and I, I just never got back on it. And well, that's kind of like getting a flat tire on your car and getting out and flattening the other three. It's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it, it's basically staying that course. Um, next is to be active. Find things that you really like doing. Find things that you enjoy doing. The best activity that you're going to do is one that you enjoy. So find things that that that, that bring you joy and that you you can do often. If you know, with one of our classes works really effectively for you, that's great. You know, if not, try to try a few different things and give things an opportunity. Really, honestly, give things an opportunity. I've had many of the women have come to my strength training class that you know after being in a couple of weeks said, man, I you know I really didn't think I was going to like this, but I really really love it now. They would have never even considered it before. So that's one of the things is, is, is be active and be consistent with your activity. Be consistent with your diet. Be consistent with your activity level. And next is to reduce your stress. I think stress is a major, major uh, health factor. And believe it or not, even for kids now, I think reducing the amount of stress that's on kids is really, really important. We try to make our speed and conditioning classes fun and not a super high-pressure environment. Uh, kids are you know, involved in school. They're involved in tons and tons of different activities. There's, there's a lot of pressure on them now to perform on those things. So for adults and for kids, reducing your stress level uh, is, is really important. Finding time to relax. Uh, a couple of years ago, I got into some breathing techniques and some relaxation techniques that I end every one of my own sessions with and every one of my client sessions with. And uh, if you would have told me 15 years ago that I'd be doing breathing techniques and, and doing these things, I would have told you, man, no way. I, I, I would have disregarded them. And I honestly feel like it's one of the primary best discoveries that I've made in the last couple of years. Uh, one, it, it helps you learn to, to, to be aware of yourself, be aware of your own stress levels, how to calm down in a stressful situation. It helps helps me sleep. I started doing it before I go to bed at night, and it's really made a huge, huge difference in my recovery. So, you know, also, again, a fourth tip is, and it's tough, it goes along with reducing your stress, is really getting an effective night of sleep. Uh, we really don't sleep very well as Americans, and, and it, it has a lot of detriment. Believe me, as being a farmer for 23 years, I can tell you, lack of sleep has a really detrimental right. effect on your health. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I totally believe in all four of those and advocate them myself and um, practice them as much as I can. So awesome tips. Um, so real quick here, Todd, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, email, uh, Facebook, yeah, we're, we're on and Facebook. Then one last piece of advice. Sure, go ahead. Okay, uh, yeah, we're no, on, go ahead. Yeah, we're on in, info at physicalfusiontraining.com, and our website is physicalfusiontraining.com. Is uh, emails info at physicalfusiontrainingcenter.com. Physicalfusiontraining.com, and our website is physicalfusiontraining.com. You can reach us on those. We're also on Facebook. You can reach us via there. 
And uh, lastly, awesome. again, is is really uh, adapting to a lifestyle and ma- really making this like a lifestyle change for yourself, not just uh, you know in and out on a programming, finding something. And we want everybody that comes here to find a home here. That's that's our big thing. Is that it may, my facility may not be for everybody, but for the people that come here and 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 I really want to make a lifestyle change. This is the place for you. You're going to be able to do it here, whether you're an athlete or you know a weekend warrior or. You know, I've got a I've got a grandma who's decided that her goal at 65 was to be able to do a chin. She knocked out three the other day in perfect form. So that's actually up on our mm-hmm. on our Facebook page and uh, on our website. So it's it's pretty amazing the things that people can accomplish when they decide to change their lives. Absolutely, absolutely. So my audience and everyone who's listening now, awesome information from Todd Johnson. I highly encourage you guys to check him out. He is in Lombard. He is a lieutenant um, at what uh, city again? Oak Park Fire Department. And uh, we're at 800 Park. East, yeah, we're at 800 East Roosevelt Road. We're in the west end of the Whirly Ball building. If you know where Whirly Ball's at, we're right at the west end of that building. Very good. Good reminder, absolutely. And so I uh, highly recommend you guys check him out. Uh, see him in Oak Park if you guys are out there. Um, but uh, thank you so much for your time, Todd, and I will – Hopefully meet you in person sometime soon. I'd love to meet you in person. Thank you, Eric. I really, really appreciate your time. And thank you guys very much for your time. I, I sincerely appreciate it. Awesome. Take it easy. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.